the following pendant Hello everyone and welcome to the commentary for The Kingry season 7 episode 11 Just Add Water. I'm your director Dave Morgan. With me is the writer of this episode Susan Bridges. Yes, hello. Hello. And uh, we come in with the big patent scene right off the bat here. I just pictured them uh, delivering this whole scene in front of a big flag with the dragon and the crown on it. <laughs> I thought that would be really cool. And Scenes like this are really intimidating. You're like, um... Yes. Be very big and be very inspirational. And I'm like, what? Yeah, I got that. And so I decided, I decided to put the really inspirational music behind it. Right. Um, I think it's called The Arrival. Is a, It's a Kevin McLeod piece. And of course, Pete, playing Tommy, does a fabulous job monologuing here for several minutes. Yes, um, indeed. Taking some of what was in the script, adding to it a little, but, you know, that's how we roll around here. And, of course, we had Scotty V at the very beginning uh, as Kumagai. And uh, that's about five or six different applauses combined together into one huge applause to try to make it sound louder. Um, So the the title of this episode, Just Add Water. Uh, Anything behind that in particular or... I felt like there was a lot of moments that felt really like, hey, did you know, like, I just pulled this out of my butt, but not not in a bad way, like, not that there wasn't precedent, Yes. but it's kind of like, ta-da, there's a lot of ta-da moments, you know? Yeah. And we had, like, the instant army just add water, it's kind of what I thought of when I heard the, uh, yes. the thing Yes, there, that so. is one of them, where it's like, instant army! They like sea monkeys. <laughs> evil, evil sea monkeys. But also through the episode, too, then you find out, surprise, Tommy totally knows what he's doing. Yes. And, you know, he's not just and, flying by the seat of his pants. Yes. This time. And and later we'll talk about Zeph and how he's like, I've been, I've had this planned all along, you <laughs> yes, know? Yes, totally. Is that like listening to Tommy love. here? <laughs> love, quote unquote. The Buissons don't know anything about love. Uh, about he's just family. pacing back and forth. Maybe he has the helmet on. Everything you have. Even your own uh, but God, just that. and Pete gave me so many versions of this. I think the ends of the uh, the speech ends up being a combination of like multiple takes thrown into right. one. Awesome. And I, I don't envy him getting the script and having like paragraphs of monologue. That's always fun. But he did a fabulous job here. <laughs> he always does. Yes, he does. All of our actors do fabulous jobs always, but in this case, yes. we're talking about Pete. Uh, as he's overcome by emotion. That's right. As we remember who the real bad guys are. Yes. It's not Tommy. No. No. Tommy's the good guy. Tommy's a good guy. Yay. He's a good guy who does very bad things. Yes, he does. That's that's how he's. He's like a Tony Soprano. In that yes. Way. No. Yeah. Uh, you just gotta root for them, even though they're horrible, horrible people. And that's okay. Yeah, I'm sure when we started the Kingery, we were very influenced by the Sopranos. And, you know, as time goes on, it's kind of turned into its own thing. Yeah, the anti-hero trope is just kind of 
grown over the years. Dexter, Breaking Bad, all those. So we, we were ahead of the curve in a little ways. I would say so, yeah. <laughs> uh, now everybody comes down from the stage as everybody disperses. Yes. We get Major, played by MCO Garcia, and Kaylock, played by uh, John Clark, our uh, big green blob of goo. Love the big blob of goo. I, I love the Major Kaylock relationship. It has been happened. so fun it has. to have Kaylock develop and grow. Because he, he's always been just an, another goon that we didn't even know what he was. Yes. And this season, he's really come into his own. So Yes, definitely. Love it. And given Major something else to do besides just always be by Tommy, she's got K-Lock now to take care of. Hopefully we'll see And I like that, that they're becoming buddies. They are. I'm okay with that. They're becoming good friends. We love it. Yeah, definitely. Uh, of course, we have a nice tender moment here with uh, Major and Tommy, letting her, letting him know where she stands and all this. Yeah, Major, Major and Tommy are always really like they know where they stand with each right. other, and there, there's never too much of Major hiding too much for long. You know, right? We had a little episode last season, but that got taken care of. Yes, we're glad because that could have ended ugly if it hadn't. <sighs> Amen, Tommy. <laughs> it gets okay, fucking complicated the older you get. I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna stay right here. Those are true facts. Amen. I like a sweet new guns. Well, they're the guns too. That's always nice. And if you listen to the background, I tried to make it sound like they were in the hangar with a bit of you know ships going by and some radio announcements. I don't know how well that comes over in the final mix, but if you listen closely, you can hear the radio coming through, too. It's good ambiance. Yes. I'm really proud of how this scene turned out. I've, uh, now yeah. I'm nearly a year in, so you know, I've, finally, I've finally almost figured out how this audio thing works. <laughs> I might actually get, get okay at it one day. The part about it. You are doing very okay, Dave. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> anyway, uh, you know everything's set. The Marines are blended in. Yeah, of course, we have Commandant Browning here, played uh, wonderfully by Lynn Cullen. Didn't have suits with dragons on them. Coming from apparently the northern part of the uh, sector. Ah. With that little bit of accent. But that's okay, nothing wrong with that. It's nice to have different accents in here. Very good looking genie, Looks aren't all I'm good at. Tommy, you flirty Mr. Man. Flirty flirt flirt. Alright, and now uh, we start getting into the really, really uh, deep stuff. The fun stuff. The fun stuff, yes. As we get procking cast getting icky for now. Not as icky as last episode, thank God. Um, the tentacles aren't nearly as involved this time. <laughs> Thank you, Pete. <laughs> and we have Chris Bays as Cassandra, James Rossi as Proc, Cat uh, Pride as Tithia, and Perry Whittle as Hooks. Um, and it's nice having these little short scenes because we've got some monster scenes in this episode. Yes. <clears throat> um, they they were they they were friggin' huge. <laughs> As we we head out of the lab into. 
if you saw Star Wars Episode Two, I kind of had a picture of that sort of the big cloning facility partway okay. through. Okay, yeah. Um, or the, the the Matrix when they reveal that all the pods just attached to machines. Yeah. And I tried to make it sound really big and echoey Men. because there's a army in these well, pods, yes. and that's horrifying. An army of Fix and Jawbone and Richards. That's scary. <laughs> yes, we're getting into the disturbing part of the episode. Yes. And Cassandra, I, uh, Chris just is wonderful with this, just her glee at how well this has, happened, has turned out for her. Yep, she's all, I'm super evil. Yay. Yes, reminder, I'm not just stupid, I'm evil. <laughs> That's dangerous. Yes. <sighs> but we're, as we slowly start to see all the plans come together here now. Yes. As we reach into the season, we've wondered what the hell is going on. Now we know why Jawbone attacked Tommy at the beginning of the season, why Fix attacked right. And there's a great this great argument here with uh, Proc talking about cloning Jawbone and her family for some of this, and you know while yeah she's sending him sending to her death as uh, Kat just said there, um, she's really not doing much else different than Titia kind of did last season with trying to bring back the dead. I mean yeah. the, the ends are the the ends are different, but still, right? It's a bit awkward to be recloning your own dead family it How, is and you can kind of see that line everybody yeah. walks yeah it's a very very fine line yes but on the plus side it means nobody is ever truly dead on this show so <laughs> gives, gives the writers an out whenever they want to bring somebody back right ugh You splat. And I was like, we're so mean to Tithia. Tithia has been through literal hell the past two seasons. We tortured that girl. Especially this season. And we've done a lot of torturing this season, but Tithia has had some of the worst of it. Yes. I would agree with that. And God bless Kat. She, She gave me some great... Crying, whining, whimpering reaction there to Proc's death. Yeah. That was just heartbreaking to listen to the full thing. Oh, and there's Mindy. Mindy Raskinen. Uh, over the tel- telecom is Emily. I think this is her only scene this episode. Ah. But, you know, that's okay. Um, but, yeah, with it's... Tithia, it's like we saw all the work she went through mm-hmm. to get to this point with right. Proc, like she really like worked I mean to actually make so, him Proc yeah. and not just a disposable clone. Right. So it's extra awful. Yeah. Because basically <laughs> she she did remake her dad. Right. And then just bang, gone. Again. Twice now she's seen Again. him shot in front of her. Yeah. That that'll do something to you. That'll mess you up. We're the worst. <coughs> We're horrible people. And we love it. Uh, 
And that's a slight intentional mispronunciation there of Busan there. Ah, uh-huh. Because, um, you know, Cass really doesn't give, give a damn about Emily. Right. And now the torture room of torture scene of doom. There's been an awful lot of torture. <laughs> there really has. We we need to put next season on an island planet somewhere with coconuts and yes, the Harlem Globetrotters. Yes, they all need some leave. <laughs> it would be awesome. That's some Ryza statues. Yes, and... exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and Zeph, God loves Zeph. He's still Zeph after all of this. And brilliant, yes. Yes. Uh, of course, Brian Reed as Zeph, uh, Rennie Christine Jones as Sox, and Edward Herman as Zeph, and Paul Brueggemann as Matthew uh, shows up here in a minute. And we finally see how this is all interconnected. How they they seem to have been in the same place. We don't know how much time passes between the last scene and this one, but um, they got there pretty quick. And so... We They've been no there, idea. yeah, a little while. Yeah, and but I think when we when we were putting together the outline and mm-hmm. we had the whole okay, and Zeph gets everyone out. That's how they escape, kind of thing. Right. I think though, I was the one who was like, you know what? I think he's planned this all along, and that was my little take on it. It's very much, like, a, very much the Batman Gambit. Where well, he's he's a know, step ahead of everybody else the whole time. Yeah, and I feel like Zeph is that kind of guy, and that's right. why he's made it so long, and that's why he's good at what he does, that right. he's actually way smarter than everybody thinks he is. And that, that's been well, another great thing with Zeph this season, is he's another character we've really seen grow. His arc has really flourished this whole season. Yes, and I have loved seeing that. It has yes. been so great. It's been hilarious, going from just the silly gay guy who works at Shenanigans to a fucking badass here. Yeah. <laughs> As he just hand to hand with Matthew and chokes the life out of him. Yes. Which he's been threatening to do most of the season. If he didn't let if he didn't let him go. Which he knew would never happen. Right. And I think this is a bit cathartic too for yes. everyone who suffered through the torture with everyone. <laughs> this is a season's worth of build up. Just Yes. With the stretch of a belt. I guess that's what it is. It's, it's my belt, but um. And goodbye, Paul. Goodbye, James. Earlier, thank you for all your hard work this season. Yes, especially Matthew, because when that was first in there, you really didn't think that was going to be much of a much of a part. But it's ended up being a fairly major role this season. So. Uh-huh. So, uh, good for that. <coughs> and uh, Perry has a funny uh, funny line read here. He's he's dead? He's like, he still can't believe what he just saw. Right, like, how did this even happen? Who are Zeph, you? <laughs> of all people. What is this? What is going on? Where are my pants? What's happening? <laughs> right. Ugh. <laughs> uh. And then Slocks figures out, wait a minute. <laughs> you could have, what? I know, I couldn't help but throw that in. Well, you know, it is a valid question. If he, if he gets out just like that, you know, to yes. finally kill him, you couldn't do this four episodes ago? 
when it was just but you yeah, and me. I felt I felt like it was like that Roger Rabbit moment where he pulls out of the handcuff and he's like, "You could have well, done that anytime." Yeah, exactly. No, just when it's funny. Only when it was funny. <laughs> uh, and I have to point out a sound effects cue that was written in the script when Math when uh, Zeth is uh, undoing his locks. Sound effects, a slight click. Doesn't sound like something Matthew did. Have fun with that, director. <laughs> I couldn't so, help it. I'm no, like, well, well, it's subtle, and it's behind. It and was. You don't, it it and... involved panning, and if yes. we had full, like, 5.1 Dolby, I could have really <laughs> made that sound there. Hopefully you, you still got that point when you're listening to it. Yes. Because that was, that was a little hard to kind of figure out. I just had to make sure... Okay, I've got Tithia on this side of the room, so let's make sure we turn this up over here on the other side of the room. But yeah, I just felt like it was so surprising that the person might be like, wait a minute, I'm going to rewind and see if I hear... What? (laughs) (sighs) And Zeth is doing a wonderful thing here with Tithia, trying to bring her out of her post-traumatic whatever, all the hell she's been through. And you can tell he's, he's... He's played this game before. He's been here. Yeah, and I also feel like Tithia has gone through so much that it wouldn't be fair to think she's going to just crumble, you know? Yeah. So I felt like it was important for them both to kind of go through that together. Right. And here's the, uh, the explanation. Of how it, how it was done. I, I picture it being reenacted by Tim Curry as they run around the torture room. Yeah. <laughs> Watch Clue, kids. It's an old, funny movie. It's not that old. Uh, and it's a nice breather moment, too, for, for the listener. After the fight and all the stuff before. And then for what is to come, yes. As we come in this very personal one-on-one moment. Even though he's still running around, you know, taking care of the others, it's still pretty much, he's focusing all his energy on her right now. Yeah, yeah. You know, get, getting her mind off of that, getting her doing other things to help. Yeah. And it's uh, very well done here. Um that's one thing always uh, never will cease to amaze me about the way we do this. Everybody recording lines, you know, Brian's up in Boston area, you know, cats in North Carolina, everybody's everywhere. And we're still yeah. able to just make this all sound like the old timey radio. We're all in the same room work, working right off each other. Yeah. And that, that's as much credit to the actors because they, they, Especially with a show like this where they've worked each other so long, you know what's what the other person's kind of going to sound like. You kind of got an idea where they're going to go with it. So that helps. Yes. And a hug. Hugs. Hugs are always an odd noise. Yes, they are. To do in, in audio drama. And we've done it a lot this season. You end up combining fabric moving with assault. <laughs> And even still, you have to be like, we're hugging! Yay, hugging! Yeah, we've never quite exactly said what was being done to them. We've given ideas. Yes. Like Zeph talking about them not getting cut all the way off. Mm-hmm. Um, they, it's been rough, so yeah. Even after this, I'm sure they're going to need some serious medical attention. Right. 
And right now it's just, let's get things good enough to get out of here. out. What? It's like in Star Trek 3. Or Star Trek, yeah, Star Trek 3. How do you feel? How do you feel with Spock? <laughs> it's a very confusing question, but... And I wish I remember what music it was I used. This. It's another uh, Kevin McLeod thing, but... Kind of did a little sh- a tone shift. We haven't done a lot of with the choral music in there, but I figured that sort of thing was perfect for this kind yeah. of reflecting and building up a little. Kind of makes it sound a little like a scene from Genesis, Genesis Avalon. Oh, Tithia just needs so all the hugs. Yay! All the hugs. I really wish she'd done it. But now? Oh, no. <laughs> now? 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 Now, now, now no. That's right. Let's go, Tithia. Woo! Yay, Tithia. Yay, team. Go. Do the thing. Win. That bitch up. Yay! Yay! I love how she said that. <sighs> Now we cut from that emotional, just yes. heart-wrenching rippiness to one of the very few spaceship scenes we've gotten, we've had in this show. It's a sci-fi show, but I mean, they still use you know more or less normal guns for the most part. There's some that are special, but so we haven't really had a lot of space scenes with them, so it's kind of nice having them in, I kind of picture a runabout. Uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah. You know how you said they never had a military before? <laughs> well, kind of looks like they went out and bought an army. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Oh. You know how... <laughs> surprise! Surprise! There's an army! Bad surprise. <laughs> Very bad surprise. Funny story on, on this scene. When I was doing the final mixing, I had finished mixing the scene down was ready to totally just mix it down to one mp3 and put the whole thing together and my audition completely totally shit the bed and lost this scene completely oh no i totally had to rebuild this scene from scratch repick all the takes repick redo all the sound effects remember what i used um, wow yeah so uh, moral of the story kids always make backups <laughs> yeah we learn that one the hard way. We do, unfortunately. Most yes. of us do. That's usually how you have to learn it. So, yes. So take this lesson from Uncle Dave, kids. Always back <laughs> it up. Always break out that Algonquin roundtable stuff when an army of clones shows up. It was either that or the Attack of the Clones joke, and I just couldn't do that. <laughs> right. Right, because, yeah. You betcha. Yeah, it's fine. We're just going to kill people. Everything's fine, but they're clones. It's it's like the rule on cartoons. You can kill all the robots you want. Exactly. Just don't kill people. These aren't people, so we can just fuck them up. Yep. And it's awesome. Totally awesome. Free violence. Yay, violence. Yay. America. <laughs> Oh, 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 yeah, we have uh, one more uh, 
piece of crap to dump on Tommy here. As uh, we get Maddie and uh, O'Farrell showing up to join uh-huh. the party. Uh, Maddie, uh, Alicia Lane Masterson, and uh, O'Farrell, played by Aiden Rudd. Hey. <laughs> yep. Uh, what? That's a good opener. Yeah. Oh, dear. And just when Tommy's day just couldn't get any worse. His girlfriend, who just said she loved him, is here to... Yeah, he's like, kind of trying to deal with a surprise army here. Thanks for showing up. Oh, you're with... Oh, oh, bloody hell. Oh, no, and something went explode. What happened? You'll have to tune in next time to find out. And come on, I, I had to get at least one torpedo scene in. It's a space battle. I have to get that in there. Definitely. Yes. That's, like, required. Yeah. And, and you know, <laughs> I haven't got to do that yet, so always fun. That's right. Then you were overdue. That's clearly. right. That's right. There's a lot of things I haven't gotten to do yet. Some things I've done I wish I hadn't done and don't want to think about very much. Uh, tentacles, last episode, keeps coming to mind. Oh my, yes. Um, wrong. It's, al- it's so almost wrong. up there with episode 50. Not quite, but close. <laughs> Just go back. If you find episode 50, you'll know it when you hear it. Yes, episode 50 is a bit infamous. Well, you wrote that one, didn't you? Which I happened to write. Yes. yes. It's always the nice and quiet ones <laughs> that do the most horrible, horrible things. And that's why we love you. It's pretty horrible. And yes, that is why. Yes. I feel very loved. You are. <laughs> and with that, um, we will leave you for this episode. Uh, thank you, Susan, for joining us. We'll be back here next month for the season finale. Yeah, don't King miss Ring. it, y'all. It'll be cray-cray, as the kids say. Totes cray-cray. I'll have Jeffrey with us. Um, let us know what you think. Um, you can find us on on Twitter, at Pendant Web. You can find us on yes. Facebook, Pendant Audio, PendantAudio.com, uh, Tumblr, MySpace, probably not. Um, no. You can contact me on Twitter, at Flaming Toilet. It's a long story. Or on Facebook, Dave Morgan. Uh, you can contact Susan those ways as well, or however she wants you to contact her. Yes. I'm at Susan L. Bridges on Twitter, so yes. hit me up. Yes, or you can just, there's a nice little comment form on the website. You can just yes. put something in there, and you know, we'll gladly, we'll get that information, will get to us. Okay. So, until next time, stay safe, America, and good night. <laughs> <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye.